Welcome to the podcast, Fibromyalgia Real Solutions with Amanda Love. My name is Amanda Lise Love, and I'm a registered holistic nutritionist who works with those with fibromyalgia. And today's guest is Amanda. So welcome to the show. Hi, Amanda. Nice to be here. Thank you so much for having me. It's so great to have you. I would love to hear how your story, because it's an amazing story. Oh, it's a... It's quite a story. So um, just to give you all listening, the and you, Amanda, like the short and sweet version. Um, I am a child of divorce. So at the age of 15, I'm um, growing up with my mother, who we became really close and best friends. And she just vanished like she was no longer in my life at the age of 15. And that made me feel not good enough. And that then eventually my father ended up dating and abandoning me as well. So I went into adulthood literally not knowing what was right, what was wrong, how to manage money. Like I had no clue. And I was looking for that love and acceptance from someone in the outside world. And that led me to a lot of toxic relationships and not just with men, but also with friends. And you know, I fell victim to a lot of peer pressure and just, I just didn't know who I was. And when I was in my early twenties, um, a friend of mine at the time we, so I was sexually assaulted by a much older man in my early twenties. He promised me that he was going to give me this job and didn't mention anything about sexual favors or anything like that. And at the time I was, we were, I was hurting for money and I needed to make my rent. And I had my sons at that time. He was not even a year old. I don't think at the time. And so I was like, okay, yeah, I'll take this. And this sounds great. And well, it ended up that that's, he was lying to me and he did want sexual favors and I was, I didn't want to do that. So I had a boyfriend at the time and he was texting me and the guy who did this uh, told me that if I, if my phone went off one more time, that he was going to kill me. And I was very scared. And so I submitted to what he wanted me to do. And I told my friend this and, you know, he was like, you know, didn't really seem bothered by it, I guess. I don't know. I don't fully remember um, her exact reaction, but what ultimately ended up happening is that since we were hurting for money and we were using drugs, um, she, we decided together that we were going to rob this guy. And that led me down that, that I'm now a convicted felon because I, even though I knew I knew it was wrong, even though he had hurt me, even though all of these things were happening in my life, I knew that doing this and going through with it was not a good choice, but I ignored myself. I followed through because I didn't want her to leave me because I was still looking for that love and acceptance from the outside and she's all I had. So I felt that if I didn't go through with it, that she'd leave me, I would, we lived together. So I would lose my place and all these very trivial reasons for going against myself in this scenario. Um, so that happened all because of me not knowing who I was. So after that happened, you would think that that was my wake up call, but it was not. I kept going down the same toxic paths and, you know, abusive relationships and really toxic friendships. 
And it was a couple of years ago. Um, I almost destroyed my marriage that I have now because I was listening to everyone outside of my of our marriage, and people were telling me that he didn't love me and that I could do better and like all these things. And I didn't feel that I deserved his love. So I believed them because I was like, well, I don't. And I guess he doesn't because who am I? I'm not worth anything. And when I realized what was happening and I was lying to him and just really, I was very, um, very depressed. And so I was going to kill myself. And I remember sitting in our bedroom closet at the time, literally like crying. Like I couldn't even breathe crying, like the worst cry. And I was sitting there and I thought to myself, what, you know, I can't, like, I don't want to die. Like I have kids, you know, my husband, like I can't die. Like what, what is going on? And I had that wake up that I guess you call it epiphany. Like I really need to figure out who I am. Like, I need to love myself. Like, why do I hate myself so much? So I started doing a lot of full searching and I asked for help at the time in America. Um, if you don't have health insurance, like going to therapists, it's expensive. So I didn't go to therapy, but I did, um, ask my husband for help and he stood by me and helped me work through that. And I started journaling and reflecting and really seeing what my values were. And the first value that I come up with that I won't back down from is second chances. And I was like, but I never gave myself a second chance. And that was really the turning point and how I started to um, transform into the person who I know I am deep down inside and learning to trust myself. So that's it in a nutshell. <laughs> so. Wow. It sounds like you had, you really hit rock bottom. I did. How long were you in prison? Uh, I was in county jail. I was in there for about a year. Um, I was also pregnant while I was incarcerated and I gave my daughter up for adoption. Um, and it was crazy because I was in um, like county jail, like the regular jail for about a month. And then I got transferred to a building. What, it was still jail, but it was work release. So I was able to like go and like go to appointments and stuff, but it was still jail. Um, and then as soon as I had her and I gave her up for adoption, I got released like two days later. So it was about a whole year, maybe eight months, nine months. That. Wow. That's amazing. But you rough. still went, you went, you still went back to those bad habits. I did. I, and, and, you know, looking back, you know, I think it was a lot to do with the fact that, okay, now I'm out, here's my freedom, but I still have no clue how to live life as an adult. I still have no guidance. There was no one there going, okay, Amanda, like now that you're out and you just gave your child up for adoption, um, here's how you, you know, we're going to help you re we're going to help rehabilitate you. Like I did go to, um, outpatient rehab, but it, it wasn't enough. It, it, it didn't teach me anything. There was, I don't even know how to explain that part of my life. Like I, because I was still looking outside for that love and acceptance, I started dating the guys within rehab, which is really not right. a good idea. So that's what happened there. But, you know, I just kept going down that path. I, I, I wish I didn't, but at the end of the day, in hindsight, like I had to hit rock bottom. I had to get there in order to realize what was happening. 
And also, you know, I had to have those experiences so I could be here today to help and inspire other people who may be going through something similar as myself. And that's what we have to do in life. We have to hit that rock bottom to change. Yeah. Did you find like once, so you said you got out of prison, so like the system, like it wasn't helpful at all to like get you back on the right track. Like how did you get on the right track? Um, it was, so when I got out, goodness, this is so long ago, I'm trying to put the pieces together here. Um, so when I got out, it was like, I went to, um, what's called a, so a, a three quarters house. I think that's correct. And what a three-quarter house is, is it's like, it's usually in conjunction with some sort of outpatient rehab. And they, um, so you're still kind of like, you're not fully free. Like you still have restrictions. You can't, you have to tell people where you're at at all times. But it always, I always felt like I was trapped. Like I had this, like I needed to get out. So I was always looking for like a way out. Like I was always in fight or flight. Right. And that's why I think too, I was looking for, a guy, I thought, oh, well, if I can date someone, then we can like get out of here together. And like, it was going to be like, he was going to be my knight in shining armor. And I would just kept getting, falling flat on my face every time I tried. And the real um, awakening was a couple of years ago. Like I said, that was when I hit that rock bottom and, you know, the transformation happened because I asked for help. You know, that, you know, is the one thing that I want to tell people too, is that, you know, it's okay to ask for help and you need to have someone in your life, whether that's like a therapist, a partner, a friend, a family member that you feel comfortable that you can trust to reach out to. Like, it's so important because without that, I don't know that I would have made it through my, my rock bottom, my 10th rock bottom, I should say. (laughs) So, well, I think we always have that one person where it's like they're willing to help us if we don't have the answers or they're able to like help us find the answers. Exactly. What do you do now? Um, as in like my self-care or like just Yeah, in like um <laughs> Well, we could start with your self-care. What do you do to like keep you on the right track and everything? Uh, First and foremost, visualization. I visualize every single day. Um, It's not some like fancy schmancy thing where I light candles or anything like that. But (laughs) right before I go to (laughs) right before I go to bed, when I'm trying to go to sleep, I close my eyes and I imagine like my dream life? Like, where am I headed? You know, like, do I see, you know, some nights it's visualizing me speaking in front of a massive audience. Some nights it's me going to the beach with my family. You know, it's just visualizing these positive things and what my future is going to look like. And in doing that, I'm able to start my day off like, oh, like, that's right. I was thinking about that last night. And it puts my mindset to a more positive way because I do suffer from nightmares. Like I probably have nightmares at least four to five times a week. So I'm constantly in stress mode when I sleep, but 
Well, I've noticed once I started this visualization practice and being very, um, what is the word? Deliberate with it and like having, you know, like that thought of, okay, this is what I'm going to visualize. It has really helped me to wake up still in a positive mindset. You know, if, even though I, I might've had a nightmare. And I've also noticed that when I do the visualizations and affirmations, which are also a huge part of my self-care, that I I tend to have less nightmares that week. Like if I'm real diligent on it and the more I do it and the better I get at it, I've noticed that my nightmares are lessening and also that I'm just a much more positive person and I'm better able to control the negative thoughts because they don't go away. It's not like because right. I do affirmations and visualize, like don't yeah. have negative thoughts. We but all when do. I, yeah. But when I do, I'm able to be like, well, wait, why am I thinking that? Like, why do I think I'm not good enough? Like what triggered me to think that? Is it true? Like that's such an eye opener when you have a negative thought and you go, wait, is that true? And usually it's not because we have these thoughts about ourselves that simply aren't true because we're all good enough. You know, like there's no one on this planet who isn't good enough. And that's, but that thought was something that I obsessed over for many years of my life. I'm not good enough. I'm a low life. I'm a criminal. I'm an addict. You know, I'm whatever, you know, you want to call me. Like I was every name in the book. I I had no self-worth. So after I did, you know, figure out my values and my boundaries, which are also massively important, I actually was talking to teens today about boundaries, which was very eye-opening to hear the, their questions around that. But, you know, you have to have those boundaries and keeping those boundaries and saying no to things that don't align with what I'm doing is so important. Like I'm, I, I used to be the yes man, so to speak, yes woman. <laughs> so, oh yeah, let's do that. Even though... And my gut was telling me, my soul was telling me, Amanda, like, please don't do this. And it doesn't necessarily mean that it's like this, like the going to jail decision. Like it could be something simple as I don't want to go to the store right now, <laughs> you know, like yeah, I don't want to do that, you know, and that's self-care. Like saying no to things is self-care and no is a complete sentence. And I didn't realize that for a long time. And once I did, I was like, oh, So like by saying, no, I'm taking care of myself, like that's really cool. And it makes total sense because that's protecting your boundaries and what you want your day to look like. I hope I answered your question. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's when you talk about boundaries, I have done an episode about that topic with boundaries and it's, it's really learning to say no to things that aren't going to serve you and and you're not going to enjoy them anyway. <laughs> right. Exactly. It's like if you, you have someone comes over and says, Hey, Amanda, like, do you want to go to, let me think of something that I wouldn't enjoy. <laughs> um, do you want to go to this monster truck show and not yeah. wear ear, n- n- not wear ear protection? It's like, well, no, because I would hate that. And I'm really sensitive to sound. So I just don't see that being a good idea. But old right. Amanda would have said, oh yeah, why not? Because I was too afraid of that person not liking me because I said no to something that ridiculous, you know? <laughs> well, I mean, I think we all say yes to things that we really don't need to say yes to, or we could give it to someone else who could do it for us. Yeah, for sure. And, and you talked about boundaries and setting those boundaries with 
other people too. Mm -hmm. Because if you're not setting the boundaries with other people, they might be stepping all over you. Yes. And you have to set them up front. So it's not like it's, you can, you know, redirect and set boundaries after having the relationship, but it's harder. So it's better to do that soul searching and figure out your boundaries so that when you do have a new relationship in your life, like you're already like, okay, like I know what I'm going to allow into my life, you know, because it's so true that, you know, you've probably, everyone's probably heard this so many times, but you become the people you spend the most time with. You know, so to be real careful and, you know, if you hang out with people who, you know, aren't motivated or who are closed minded or who judge people or whatever, then you become that because that's what happened to me. Like, it's so true. Like, if I look back at who I was hanging around, when I was making those poor decisions. Well, it's obvious why I was because I thought that that's who I was, you know, and because I was hanging out with people, putting people into my life that reflected who I, what I saw myself as. So that toxic, those toxic people, I wanted them in because I thought that's who I was. So it's kind of like, I don't know. I don't know if I explained that right, but. (laughs) No, it's, you did explain it because I think we think we're something else. And then we surround ourselves with those people. And then once we get past that, we still have, we might have family members who still think of us as that person when we're really, we're not that person anymore. (laughs) Oh, yes. Don't even get me started on that. (laughs) That is so true. (sighs) Well, it's true because then it's like, and it's like, well, I have to set that boundary and you don't understand why I'm moving. (laughs) or anything like I just moved to Texas and they didn't a lot of family members don't understand it but my one family member was like oh she's fine she'll be fine yeah yeah it's it's like they remember me as a quiet person not the person I am today so (laughs) yeah that's hard you know it's hard you know because and that's really good self-care by the way Amanda like by you know even though your family may have been like confused by your decision you still made that decision because you knew that was what was right for you to do in that moment yeah I felt like I think it's a we I think a lot of times with our lives we do everything like the supplements the food everything else but then we don't think about setting those boundaries and relationships and how is that stressing us out is there drama in the family which I hate drama right (laughs) I hate drama but I mean like that's it sort of was like stressing me out this year and I'm like well I gotta move out of state where I know no one (laughs) and don't have family or don't have friends I'm like I need that like new chapter. And I think that's what people need to realize is sometimes you need to do something drastic. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. You know, and you got like, you got to follow your heart and you really, you really got to listen to yourself. Like I, I wish somebody would have told me that when I was younger, you know, and maybe I wouldn't have experienced some of the things I did experience, but also, you know, it's kind of one of those things where it's like a 
is that what you call a double-edged sword? Like, it's like, okay, yeah. you know, like I wish yeah. I didn't go through it, but at the end of the day, it's like, but I'm glad I did at the same time. So it's really weird, you know? It's like a catch, <laughs> is it called yes, catch-22? That's it. Yeah, a catch-22. That's exactly what I was trying to go for. Yes. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's how, yeah, I just did an event and I'm telling my vulnerable story and I'm like sharing things I've never shared before. And when I listened, watched it back, I was like, you know what? Like, I want to have, I, I never would have wanted to share my story a couple of years ago. So it's like, it's a big step, but I'm like, you know what? Like everything I've gone through is made me the person that I am today. And I'm sure that is for you. Yeah, for sure. You know, like when I tell my story now, like, I feel like every, every podcast I'm on or everything I do gets a little different piece of it because <laughs> there's just so much to it. But right. I love that I have this story because it taught me so many things. Like I understand more about people. I understand more about myself. I understand relationships. I understand, you know, how to not judge other people. I understand right? what it means yeah. to give someone a true second chance because of those experiences. Now, if I wouldn't have experienced that and didn't, you know, have gone through those things, I, maybe I would be closed-minded. Like I was raised by closed-minded people. You know, I was raised to believe that fat people are gross and that, you know, everyone who doesn't look like us is a weirdo or, you know, I was very much sheltered. So I'm grateful that in a way that my parents divorced and found their own paths without me because I got to live the life the way, the way I chose to. And even though I made bad choices, that was just me surviving the only way I knew how, you know, and it got me to be who I am today. I'm, I'm, I'm not like the most confident person in the world, but I'm confident. I, I feel like I have a pretty good understanding of a lot of things because of those experiences. Now, if someone would have handed me all the answers, right. You know, like it wouldn't have been that way. So no, it would have been your story. Yeah. And you wouldn't have been telling your story like you're doing now. And I think that's the big thing. Yes. And telling my story is so scary. Like I did, um, a clubhouse summit yesterday. I talked for like, I don't know, it's supposed to be 10 minutes. I think I was on for like five. <laughs> I just get so nervous, you know, on podcasts, I'm so much better, but I don't know. It's scary because it's like a little, it's like something I, you can understand. Like we hold on to our stories. Like, yeah, Oh, like if we let these out, like then everyone will see. And it's almost like you're walking into a room of strangers naked. Like that's what I <laughs> kind of compare it to. Because, you know, and it's scary, but in telling our stories and sharing our truth, we're inspiring other people who may still be suffering. And that's what I remind myself. It's not about me. It's about the other person who needs to hear what I have to say. Exactly. And that's what I say, too. I always say it's not about me. It's about whoever needs to hear my story at that time. Exactly. Yep. And as we tell it, we get better, you know, it's a process, we get better every yeah. single day. Yeah, I think it's a process. And once you tell it 30, 50 times, <laughs> I mean, you get at some point you get sort of used to telling it and it's like, okay, I'm telling my story today. 
and mm-hmm. that's it. fine. I'm not, I get excited when I get to tell my story. So yeah, I know I, I do there are certain parts of my story. I really like to tell, but there's other parts that I'm like, eh, maybe I should just leave that for a later date, you know, but that's yeah. up to you. And we have the choice. We don't have, it's not like you have to go telling your story. doesn't mean, you know, completely just like unveiling your whole entire past to the world. You know, there right. are certain things that you can choose to keep private. Like that's fine. But you know, it's, I, I like telling my story. I just need to get more comfortable with it, I guess. So tell us um, a little bit about your podcast. Yeah. So my podcast is called the let good things in show. It is all about second chances and how no matter what we've been through, we can have the life we imagine. I release parts of my story every Monday and interviews every Thursday. And I share a lot of really inspiring stories. We share tips. Uh, I've had, you know, I've have a whole variety of guests on there. It sounds wonderful. I'll put that in the show notes. Is there anything else you would like to share? I just want everyone to know like that at the end of the day and you look back on everything that you've been through, just remind yourself that like you're stronger than you think and you can do anything you want and you can have the life you imagine regardless of your past and what society tells you you should be doing. Let go of the shoulds and do what feels good to you. That is perfect message for people to hear especially now during this time well thank you amanda for coming on yeah thanks for having me this was fun